Welcome to Senior Connect, a podcast by Okra. In this episode of Carolyn's Caregiving Connection, Carolyn Lookabill discusses the common unknown facts about assisted living. As a family member to an older parent, do you sometimes get confused about all the terms related to senior living? We have terms like group home, congregate care, assisted living, nursing home, skilled nursing facility, CCRC, life plan community. These are all terms that have come about in really the last 20 or 30 years. And today we're going to help make sense of those differences between the terms as we are listening in today to Lantern Rays. I'm your host, Carolyn Lookabill with Lantern Lifestyle. And today we're going to delve into some of these definitions and find out some of the unique properties of uh, unknown facts about assisted living. So all of these types of categories, group home, congregate care, life plan, assisted living, nursing home, these are all different uh, components of senior living and they're all typically licensed by the health department in their state. Group homes are uh, usually pretty small. They may have five to 12 people living in them. And typically each person either shares a bedroom or may have a small bedroom. And it's more like a house often. There's a middle area that is a living room and a congregate dining room, kitchen, that kind of thing. So very, very home-like. And they usually don't have very many uh, medical services available. There may be a nurse involved as the owner or perhaps the nurse that's on duty is um, only on duty during the day shift. There typically is 24-hour care. All the meals are provided, but much of the medical care might be provided by a home health agency. Now, we hear terms like CCRC, that is a congregate care retirement community, and that term's being replaced by the term life plan community. Those are typically the very large religious communities, so you might find um, they were uh, often uh, a large campus, maybe a whole block in your neighborhood, and they would involve independent living, assisted living, skilled nursing facility with rehab services, and often memory care. And the independent living could uh, take the form of an apartment. It could be a condo. It could be homes all on the same campus. And for that type of uh, environment, you're thinking of it uh, kind of a continuum of care, like a circle. You come in at whatever point you enter, and you stay there through the end of life. Often there is a buy-in. There is a significant amount of money that can be up into the hundreds of thousands and millions, actually, to get the type of accommodation you wish and the length of stay that you would project based on the age that you move in. Most of us have known about skilled nursing facilities or nursing homes. Uh, These are the facilities that are in your neighborhood that people would go to most often after having a hospital stay where they need rehabilitation or therapies like occupational therapy, speech therapy, uh, physical therapy. Uh, Often it's a very short-term stay for a skilled nursing facility to get the person kind of back on track, if you will. And then after that, they may go to a long-term care facility, possibly just another section of the same uh, building. And the long-term care is just like it sounds. It's going to continue for some amount of time. And that kind of leaves us then with assisted living. So assisted living, uh, think of it as more a uh, social model or a home-like setting, whereas nursing home is more of a medical setting. Now, there are many types of assisted living communities, and you may have seen uh, a number of them in your own neighborhood there. 
these senior living communities that are assisted living offer different levels of care. So within assisted living, uh, you may find that individuals would have either a studio or a one bedroom or even a two bedroom uh, suite. This is unlike the nursing home where a person typically would have either a semi-private or a private room. They would not have apartments in a skilled nursing facility or a nursing home. They wouldn't have little kitchenettes. They most certainly would have a bathroom, but they might even have a shared bathroom in a nursing home. In assisted living, most often the individual will have, again, a studio, a one bedroom, or a two bedroom, and they'll either have a kitchenette or a kitchen, and they certainly will have their own bathroom. So typically in an assisted living community, you're making appointments in advance, you're going and taking a few tours, you may be getting virtual tours, photographs, looking online to really see if that physical environment meets your needs. So just like if we're going on a vacation and we're looking at various hotels where we may want to stay, not all, all of the hotels look alike. You know, some are resort looking, some are tall. In the big cities, they're often very tall buildings. They may be um, more of a motel. They may be more of the type of environment where they do have a kitchenette. They don't. So just like hotels and motels all can look different, such as the same with assisted living. So we're going to talk about some of the different um, features of assisted living that are often unknown. So the first one is, again, I said they have levels of care. So as part of the move-in process, you'll be asked to give medical information, and that would be summaries of your last visits with a physician. It could include uh, a history and physical. It might include the list of all of your medications. And the idea is let's get a snapshot picture of this person and what their needs may be. Then the assisted living community is going to educate you about what they can do. And most often they're providing assistance with ADLs. And ADLs is the abbreviation for activities of daily living. And there are quite a few of these, you know, dressing, grooming, bathing, assistance with feeding, uh, many of those types of things. And so the uh, assisted living community is going to look at what the individual's needs are and try to determine if the services of that community can match the needs and how best they're going to match those needs within what they call levels of care. And each level of care will have its level of services and it would typically also have its own uh, cost in addition to the monthly uh, rent, if you will. So as you're looking at each community, you want to discern for yourself what are the differences and how are they important to you? You know, people who have a difficulty walking may not really want to be in an environment where their unit or their suite or their apartment is going to be far from the dining room or the activity area. Uh, you may have individuals who um, say that they want to be in a community nearest to um, the community itself. So they want to be in the area where they can go to the library and they can walk in the local parks. They can get to the local shopping, the coffee shop. You know, typically people in assisted living are a little bit more mobile and some of them may still be driving. So they'll be going to and fro and out and about. They may even still have uh, involvement in the community as a volunteer, maintaining relationships with their own church, their friends. So that may be very important. Where the community is located may be a key piece of it. The design of the building itself, how far will I have to walk? Do I really want the luxurious environment of chandeliers and beautiful dining rooms and white tablecloths and fine flatware and dinnerware? Or do I really want 
a smaller environment where there are less people that I need to get to know. I have a more homey feeling. It may be in an area where I already know some folks who live there or I know some of the staff, especially in a small town. So we each know what we like, and those are the things we want to kind of look for. Because again, not all assisted living communities are alike. You want to ask also about the things that are most important to you. Today, I would say virtually I can't think of any uh, assisted living communities that still permit smoking. Smoking is considered not only a fire and safety risk, but a health hazard. So smoking is typically not permitted. But some of the things that you might find that are important to you would be, can I bring my pet? If you have a small dog or a small cat, there may be options for you to bring that pet along. And there certainly may be some considerations, like you may be asked to make sure the pet is always on a leash, um, who's going to provide the care. It typically will not be the staff of the community. Um, how will you handle uh, situations like uh, damages? So there may be a separate security deposit if you have a pet, those kinds of things. There may be a weight restriction. Most often the dogs can't be more than 25 to 30 pounds. So those are things that if that's important to you to bring along your dog and cat, birds, fish, you want to look for a community that would permit that. Uh, certainly, we know the, the value of having pets. Um, you know, pets are something that uh, helps us relieve stress. They can lower our blood pressure. Uh, we can often form our own emotional bonds with a pet that make them almost family-like. You know, so if that's important to you, you definitely want to make sure you've asked those questions. You also want to look at the cost factors for assisted living. There typically is going to be a charge for what we call room and board or the rent, which should then include all of your utilities, your meals. And then you have to ask, does this also include laundry? Does this include weekly housekeeping at a minimum? Does it include maintenance uh, expenses that I might have if I want to hang pictures or I get new furniture delivered, you know, that kind of thing. Will it include uh, things like cable TV? Does it include internet? Does it include telephone service? Um, some communities include that, and that's very beneficial to you because if not, you're going to be just like in your own home, uh, having an installation, perhaps paying a larger fee for that, and even a fee for the installation uh, just to get the services set up. So any community that offers those things that you find important, that's going to be uh, particularly beneficial to you. You want to ask about uh, expenses for things like, what if I have a special diet? What if I have a concern where I need a diabetic diet or a renal diet or I need to watch my salt? Well, I have the choices and options that I can make myself or do you have a dietitian or nutritional service that I can take advantage of and then have those special meals available to me and is there a cost for that? Is there going to be a cost for extra transportation? You may have a bus uh, at a senior living community that takes people shopping or takes them uh, to restaurants or sightseeing or what have you. But if you need transportation to get to a doctor's appointment, uh, is there going to be a charge for that? Is it only offered certain days of the week? Now, if you very rarely have to go to the physician, it may not be an issue for you. And perhaps there's a medical service there at the assisted living community. Uh, today, many of them actually have a physician service. It may even involve telehealth, nurse practitioners. They may have a therapy department uh, as part of their campus where you can get physical therapy, occupational and speech therapy right there where you live. And they may also have a fitness center. They may have the things that are important to you. Again, uh, that typically would be extra charges, and these could be all-inclusive as part of your uh, pricing. 
If you are a veteran, uh, is there an opportunity that this community participates in any special programs? Like for instance, does this community have a contract with the Veterans Administration? That may be something that's important to you if you know you're going to, in the future, possibly need skilled nursing care. Not every uh, assisted living community is part of a campus that offers skilled nursing care. So if you can foresee that in your future, possibly based on chronic health issues or injuries, that might be important. You might also look into something called aid and attendance if you are a veteran or the spouse of a veteran. This is a federal program that's only available to spouses and veterans who served in particular times of war or conflict. So in every county of the United States, we have a Veterans Services Commission, and that's the group you wanna contact to help you uh, kind of navigate the journey into learning whether or not uh, your loved one is eligible, how to apply, and how to receive those benefits, which can be up to a couple thousand dollars a month. You also want to look at, you know, the concept that, uh, as I mentioned before, assisted living is not nursing home. So maybe we move in when we're a little bit more independent. We can do more for ourselves. Over time, we need a little bit more help, and the assisted living community is able to provide that. But is there a point in time when that assisted living community will not be able to care for you? So those are great questions to ask up front. So, for instance, does this assisted living community that you're considering have a memory care unit? What if you should have a, um, you know, concern about uh, a dementia or a long-term memory loss? Will you be able to remain there? If your physical needs become complex enough that you need a strong amount of help going uh, to and fro and you need a Hoyer lift, you can't really be mobile anymore. Will the facility allow that? Will the facility allow a scooter? Uh, does the community um, allow you to have home health services brought in? to the point where it's at skilled care. And skilled care is defined by each state a little bit differently, so you definitely wanna know the guidelines for your state. And skilled care most often comes into play for things like wound care, tube feedings, things that usually would require the services of a licensed nurse to provide. And much of the care in assisted living is provided by caregivers and even STNAs who are state-tested nursing assistants. It's not always that the care is provided by nurses. So nurses may be in the building. Nurses may be providing medication. They may be providing a lot of different services, even including wellness uh, programs, but they may not always be the one that does every single thing for the person who lives there. That is done by caregivers. They're the ones that help with grooming and showering and bathing and that kind of thing. You want to ask about, um, again, with skilled care, um, what are the limits to what that community can provide and what would happen if you should need that level of care. Now, for some people in assisted living, they have an illness or they have a fall and it results in a hospital stay. And then after that hospital stay, they need rehab. Now, they may need rehab that can be provided right on that assisted living campus because there's a therapy program or there's a service being you know, brought into the community. And they may decide that they need to go to a skilled nursing facility to receive that rehab. Rehab is generally very short term. It's less than 100 days, and it's actually often less than 20 days. So you would keep your accommodation at the assisted living while you're in the skilled nursing facility, at which point Medicare is likely paying for your, your stay there or the majority of that care. So 
Um, you know, there are some communities that are very culturally diverse, so that if we have uh, particular backgrounds or even particular interests, we may be looking for a community that meets that need. So, for instance, there are uh, assisted living communities that are just for certain ethnic groups. Uh, in our area here in Greater Cleveland, we have the Slovene home. Uh, you may have the Italian, you may have a veterans community. So again, if you have a specialty ethnic background, a specialty interest, I know in California we have the Actors Home. Uh, the NFL is actually building its own campus here in Ohio near the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. So look for those specialty interest um, markers if that's important to you. You also want to inquire about services like memory care. We mentioned before that, of course, uh, individuals who have Alzheimer's disease or vascular dementia or other types of illnesses that can affect memory may want to think ahead and determine whether or not where they're intending to move uh, as assisted living does also offer memory care. It's typically going to be a separate unit or a separate area of the campus. And what are those services? What are those costs? Um, what does it entail? You know, and in terms of costs, uh, most assisted living is considered private pay, meaning that each month you receive a statement for the next 30 days and you would pay that statement, whatever the daily rate is and whatever that level of care may be. There's usually a charge for each level of care. And it would also include some uh, additional costs if you had things like beauty shop, uh, if they charge for extra transportation to doctor's appointments, guest meals, could be a few different things that you might pay a little bit extra for. Now, in some states, we also have uh, what is called the Medicaid program. And Medicaid then is a federal program. It's administered in each state. You have to apply for it. So think of the word aid. You're applying for aid. There are a lot of guidelines and criteria, and you can find out about all of those by just contacting your local office on aging. Your local office on aging, and there's one in every county of the United States, they are there to help educate you, help you apply, and determine what services you may be available to. So they're going to be your um, tour guide, if you will, through the journey of, of learning more about that program. Now, we talked about Medicare. Medicare may pay in a nursing center. It typically doesn't pay anything in assisted living because Medicare is paying for skilled care and hospital care, and neither of those are provided in assisted living communities. So you're typically talking about private pay. Uh, some communities participate in the Medicaid program, and you want to find out about that so that you'll know how long your money will last and uh, what the guidelines will be for Medicaid at that community. You wanna find out again if you're possibly eligible for veterans aid and attendance. That's another important feature for you. And then do you have long-term care insurance? Um, more and more of the long-term care insurance programs are paying for assisted living. Now you would typically still pay privately, but the community will give you the documentation required to be submitted each month to your long-term care insurance company to get reimbursement for you to pay for that care. Another thing you may wanna think about is um, how does the assisted living community work with you toward the plans for your care? Now, wellness may be a big part of their campus. Do they have an exercise program? Do they have nutritionists? Do they have choices for you at mealtime so you're selecting the best foods for you? Is there a medical team that is part of that campus so that you can get your care right there without having to go back you know, to your physician in the community? 
Uh, do they have a wide array of providers, such as do they have a podiatrist, an optometrist, a dentist, a mental health group, uh, the physician services? Do you kind of feel like you got one-stop shopping where, where you're going to be at that assisted living community? Um, and we don't often think of that. Assisted living communities are evolving every year. Uh, because the whole country is evolving. You know, the numbers of older people is increasing every year. And so as that happens, the services that we need as we age in place are emerging. And they're becoming uh, more improved, with, truthfully, every year. So these are the questions you kind of want to be on top of. Uh, and what do they tell us about visitation? You know, your family is going to be a key part of your life. Most communities offer 24-hour visitation. Now, they may lock the doors at a certain time in the evening, but your family would have access. They may have other security features like security cameras, a security guard, special keys or fobs that are used at certain times. But most often, your family's involvement is going to be welcomed and a big part of your uh, living at that community. And they may even have guest departments for your out-of-town relatives that can uh, spend some time with you. Now, one of the things you want to think about then is you're kind of looking at these options we've talked about. We have independent living. We have group living. We have like continuing care retirement communities or CCRCs, life plan communities. If you want to know anything about those types of communities, including assisted living and skilled nursing in your neighborhood, the government has a great tool to help us. They have something on the CMS or the Medicare website, cms.gov cms.gov you go there and you type in care compare care compare and they've actually uh, merged together a number of different uh, sites they had hospital compare nursing home compare assisted living compare and home health compare they're now all combined in one it's called care compare you put in your zip code and then you start to use a filter to look at the things that are important to you. Do you want to look for a nonprofit organization? You'll be able to look at the ownership right there on this website. Do you want to look at a community that's within 5 miles, 10 miles, 50 miles of your current address? Do you want to find a community that offers uh, the opportunity to bring your pet? for you to have a car. So all the things we've been talking about, you can use those filters. And eventually what you're gonna do is keep narrowing that giant list down to a smaller and smaller list, and you're gonna end up with a list of maybe five to 10 communities. You typically would wanna call a handful and ask the questions that are important to you. Uh, either try to schedule a live tour or even a virtual tour. See if they have some videos available, photographs, brochures. You may be invited to come and have an assessment, a tour, have lunch. Do that as many times as you need to to feel comfortable. And that care compare tool is basically saving you that legwork so that in the end, you really only have to tour three to five communities. If you tour more than that, you're going to get Truthfully, uh, so overwhelmed with everything you see, it's going to be hard to remember back. Did that first one have this? Did the second one have that? It's very hard to uh, keep it all together. So try to only tour three to five at the most. Uh, generally, most families are looking at three. And, you know, use that tool as a way to help you filter. So kind of in summary, there are many different living options. The things that are different about assisted living are that it's more home-like, but it does provide the opportunities to bring those medical services that you need to you. And you're going to have that environment that is more like the home that you're leaving. You're going to have more of an apartment, a studio with a living space, a kitchenette, 
but you're going to be in a communal setting where you'll be able to meet others, have friends and support, have the medical and supportive services for the, you know, activities of daily living, the meals. You're not going to worry about lawn care and home maintenance, all those things anymore. So definitely check out that uh, care compare tool. And if you should have any questions at all about what assisted living is or nursing home, you can always look at your local office on aging. There's one for every county, as I said before, and their goal is to help anybody that's over age 55 to learn more about the resources that are available to them and then help them apply for those uh, services. So we hope we've talked a little bit today about what some of the differences are with assisted living. And I thank you for tuning in today. As always, we wish you the best for today and always. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening. Be sure to visit us at www.okra.com for more great content.